Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, the Keech, Tongva, and Shumash people. And pay respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. How are you, Indiana Jones? <laughs> I know why you're saying that. Because we've spent much of the last week apart communicating by phone and by text, and you lived your life like a candle in the wind, in a state of emergency. (laughs) On paper, no need for emergency. Very, very rarely is there actual need for emergency. It does happen. This week, not at all. No. You know, that's lyric, you don't have to live like a refugee. You know, you don't. Tom Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, meaning there's no need for me to live in a high state of emergency. No. Yet you somehow, you must have it genetically encoded or something. You've got that, you always say you've got that Howard Stern, Larry David, just like. Andy Kindler. Like neuroses over nothing type vibe. Yes. And the older I get, the more like that. And when I was younger, I just sort of, you know, I did it. Did, I, I I didn't realize uh, I was more toward the d- depressive type, but happy. I'm a happy person. Now change, any change. I mean, it's pretty common. You've really embraced your identity as a struggler. Yes. Any change like will set me off. So I used to like maybe the night before a flight, a little edgy. Now I really run into it. I really, it's if I'm preparing for a, a triathlon. Yeah, I or, take or like you're good, preparing for a role. Like I take a good two weeks to, to be like nervous. Two weeks, a month. You a put month. a month of anxiety into, into something before like it happens. Like before a three-day yeah. trip, by the way. Yeah, so you went to New York. So I got in a high state of emergency inside, but on paper, beautiful trip. New York couldn't have been prettier. It was. I took my 13-year-old. It was like a rom-com from the 90s. Like we walked out, we were in the West Village, there's a doo-wop band, but really good, not corny. People smiling. It was beautiful, cold, crisp weather. It was poetic. It was New York never looked prettier to me. And but you, you, your experience is you are dying internally. Yeah, just total stress it's, over every nothing, detail. Logistics. I it's really funny because when I'm alone, I don't stress about the logistics. But if I'm taking care of one of my children. My fear of letting them down is so intense that I'm checking, you know, do I still have her, you know, passport or whatever over and over. I mean, some would say it's OCD. I just say it's like, I just really don't want to let it mess up. I want them to have a good experience. It sounds very nice, but it's not nice for me because I'm in this high state of of, of alarm. So you took Goldie to meet Kate. So you had whatever pressures you feel as a mother, you One were double teaming you the other. from both sides. You were stressed yeah. about everyone's experience except yeah. your own. Yeah. yeah. And now that my other kid is older, it's a little less because she can really take care of herself. 
But you, you met the boyfriend. I met the boyfriend. What do you think? He was so lovely. He's very quiet. He's Australian, but he's such a soft Australian accent. It sounds almost British. He's very quiet. I like his politics. He's almost an anarchist, maybe. I don't know what he is, but um, he adores her. You know, you want to just see, is this one-sided, this love affair? And mm. they really loved, they were watching Rick and Morty. Where I was staying, they had a giant TV, and we were, uh, I got a freebie, a free apartment. It was so nice. And uh, Shout out to Johnny Wong. Johnny Wong, who I, I brought back one set of his keys accidentally. I ate, we ate all his chocolate, but I replaced the beverages in the fridge. But, and I got him a bottle of champagne and a dreidel. But you also stole his toothbrush. I accidentally, and his toothpaste. I thought they were Goldies. And what else did I do? I'm sure I messed something up. I mean, I'm not a, a I'm, I'm not like a, maniac slob i you know took care of things i left it nice whatever but i'm you know i took his look key. you 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 do have a, a penchant for chaos yeah but it, it's it i think it's the the internal chaos and the stress about it is what really derails for you. sure and yeah. that's look um, you stole someone's toothbrush could happen to anybody and there's but, an extra yeah. set of keys yeah yeah but i'm gonna mail it back with the toothbrush and you saw Martin and Josh? You saw our friends? Our friends, yeah. Party. They moved back to New York and they had this annual Christmas party forever. And then they lived in LA and then I went to it. And uh, it was it was very jolly. It, remi- it reminded me of like their apartment. It felt like I was in the 80s with, with this like New York family. It was like a real throwback vibe. And New York, I really, I think because I hadn't been there for so long, I was seeing it observation was so different. Like I really was vibing on and and just noticing the difference between New Yorkers. I mean, yeah, everyone, you know, you can't afford to live there. And I'm looking around like, how are people affording it? But the same with LA. But New Yorkers are different and New York is different. And I was really digging it. And no offense to any of our friends or family that you didn't reach out to. This was a crammed trip. I know. My cousin, Abby, uh, I love seeing. I'm trying to get my cousin, Abby. Are you going to list people you didn't see? Yeah. Abby, Johnny Rosa. um, There's there's so many. Alexi Wasser. Alexi Wasser. um, Shiva and Sherman. um, There's there's so many. But I saw Russell Steinberg and his little girl. And Uh, his other girl. Johnny Fava. Johnny Fava. And I saw Antonia, his older kid, and the little one. We went to the Tompkins Square Park and had... uh, Then we went to have... Where did we have brunch? What's that place called again? Um, Mogador? Yeah. And then you came back and it was like a cloud lifted. The stress just vanished. You've been like on your tippy toes walking around the house today, just thrilled. Thrilled. It's so weird. It's so, that's what I'm saying. Nothing bad is happening, but change and travel. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Human beings do not like change, basically. Um, Yeah, for sure. And my Chinese um, astrological sign is a dog. So I'm convinced like dogs like to kind of be home and they, you know, they just like kind of. Oh, yeah. Like if you move the furniture, the dog throws up. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm kind of like, I think because I'm a dog in, in Chinese astrology, I just don't like to move around. But I do. Once I get there, then I really attach to where I am. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And you guys, you watch the World Cup. We watched the World Cup. Yeah, we were going to find like a kid-friendly, I guess like a pub or what is it, a bar? Like a sports bar or something. But it was in the morning and it was great. Goldie, our kid, is super into it, her school. 
And she was exa- uh, very excited that Messi won. And it was a great game. I mean, you've heard. I've heard, yeah. Amazing game. Yeah. And our Argentinian friend, Jesse, and all, you know, they were psyched. Well, we're what? about to hit the Hanukkah pretty hard. Oh, yeah. We've got Hanukkah plans every night this week, baby. Every night this week. It's serious business. While you were gone, I had a busy weekend. I oh, my did... God. You played with Fred Armisen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did a gig. Me and So Georgia Mack, who was our guest last week, um, she texted me. She was like, Fred Armisen's playing an in-store at Old Star Guitars, which is great little guitar shop on the east side. I was like, oh, let's go down there. On the way in, I bumped into Fred. He was like, you should get up and play something. Where did you bump into him? He was just loading his gear in just on the street. Oh, I thought you meant coincidentally. No, 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 just literally outside the place. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play. And then he was doing all covers and they were great. It was like Kraftwerk and The Clash and... Can't even remember who else. God, the Stranglers. It was all so. So I was like thinking, oh, what cover could I do that's like punk or post-punk? And then I got to the end. I was like, oh, you know what? One I know that's like it's like borderline because it's LA and it's early '80s, but drama, rama, anything, anything. And I got up and did that, and it was. I heard you super like fun. You raised the roof. The roof was momentarily raised. The roof was on fire. And that was really fun. And then a couple of days before that, I went and did a Twitch stream, my first Twitch stream with Paul Shear and Rob Hubel. They were giving away a car. I, I literally, like, I didn't understand it from the email Paul sent me, but I generally say yes to anything Paul Shear is doing because oh, it's yeah. always fun and interesting. And Rob Hubel. Rob Hubel is Hubel. His, yeah. He's so, I love his cadence. I guess that's why yeah. people love him. I wish he was the voice inside my head. I'm sure he's a nervous wreck <laughs> oh gosh, like no, me. I wonder if anyone's ever asked Rob Hubel but to voice the, the voice inside their head. like he sounds comforting. I know a live peer mellow as well. And a lot of people think I'm really chill. So a lot of people who are kind of high strung present very chill, but he's calming. Rob Hubel at La Poubelle. And, <laughs> um, and Rob actually did a really funny thing as we were talking about, because Paul was talking about he, how he and June, his wife, do a podcast together and we do a podcast together. And Rob was like, you know, my wife's been asking me for years to do a podcast with her. And then he got up and went straight in and walked into the camera and looked at <laughs> and he said, said, baby, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a podcast with you. <laughs> you should give that to her for Christmas. That's true. Yeah. Every, like, give her yeah. a season as a gift. Yeah. Aww. So, yeah, but it was really fun. And it was a massive twip stream, uh, Twitch stream where they were giving away a car and we each had to bring in an item to be auctioned off. And I brought in this little thing that I'd bought on eBay, which was a baked bean microphone, a baked Kate, bean can. Kate saw that we were watching the Twitch scream, stream while we were in, in New York. <laughs> we're like generationally <laughs> incapable of pronouncing anything. <laughs> of these words <laughs> um we have someone holding up these <laughs> written posters twitch stream and she was like not the bean speaker microphone she, yeah but she they, sat at they kind you... of undervalued it like they, they were because you know well, what they, they were auctioning yeah they were auctioning off the the table at earwolf that everyone's always done podcasts around. I thought so the bean, bean, it was like $9,000. I know, My thing but, went for like less than 100 But it wasn't bucks. for charity, so. No, I don't know where the money went. Exactly. So Maybe it went like, to Hyundai for give it in exchange for their car. Right. Wait, how do Americans pronounce that? In Australia, we grew up saying Hyundai. Hun- Hyundai. 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 Uh, I have a Hyundai. Yeah, we said Hyundai. Hyundai. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, I did that and I just said I was going to play a new song. So I played The Way We Were and it was... It was fun. It was a little bit chaotic because there was no real time for a sound check or anything. But do you think anyone noticed but you? 
I think they noticed the bit where I bent over and stopped playing and checked the lyrics written oh. on the floor. But I even wrote them in a bad color. It was oh. just sort of what, you know, like I my whole life, creative life, is a bit of a battle between uh, preparedness and unpreparedness. In, well, yeah, you've, I mean, you get very prepared, and more and more as I know you. So for you to like do that. It's just... It was a throwback. It's a throwback, but it's rare. <laughs> it was, But, you know, while I was playing, I was playing my song and you could see, it was like when you do an Instagram Live, I could see all the comments coming Uh-oh. up on the Twitch stream and someone wrote, oh, wow, it sounds so 90s. And I was thinking That's like... That's great. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But I was thinking of, I wanted to uh, like be like, do you remember when Gwyneth told that story that she went to a yoga class and someone was like, have you done yoga before? And she got all indignant and was like... You're here because I've done yoga before. I wanted to be like, you're watching a Twitch stream because I sound 90s. <laughs> it's not very compelling. But I like having just that degree of um, self-importance and uh, yeah. inflated like sense Ryan, of Like Ryan Adams. Does he have that? Self-importance? Well, yeah, sure, but why him particularly? I don't know. He popped into my head. Yeah, I get that. We've got a question. Do you want to listen to a question? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hi, this message is from Jamie Danahay. I've been a fan for a long time and love the podcast. Um, I wanted to take the opportunity to ask you questions about two projects that I've always been curious about. For Ioni, I would love to hear how you were um, brought into the um, But I'm a Cheerleader movie. And uh, if you helped write that and the character that you played in that, I just love that um, turn in that movie within the movie. And Ben, I would love to hear about how the Duran Duran cover that you did with Kylie Minogue came to be. And as an aside, that cover, The Reflex, was one of the first songs that I downloaded when Napster first came online. (laughs) So I always loved it. Thanks. Bye. What a flex. She's like, hey, let me get on this podcast and demonstrate some deep knowledge, some deep cuts in both of our careers. Yeah, also so fun for us. I go first. Yeah, why didn't you go first? I think Jamie Babbitt, director of But I'm a Cheerleader, offered me that role and I was very flattered. I don't know if I knew her from like the 90s lesbian scene. I think she's gay. Yeah, Jamie Babbitt, I believe. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. If she's not a lesbian, that is a remarkable work of allyship. Allyship? If she's not a lesbian. That movie was... Oh, oh. It's like yes. iconically lesbian, the film, Oh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I knew Natasha Leon, but I, I don't think it was like nepotism. Is that nepotism if she gave me the job? But yeah, I think Jamie Babbitt just getting a job. liked me and I got the role and it was playing, uh, it's a funny role of, yeah, a little bit. When when they try to deprogram Natasha Leon and uh, they show her, it's like a, you know, youth camp to, and they show me, I was like just normal. And then I got taken by the butch lesbians and turned butch. And so I'm kind of butch in it and it's kind of awesome. And uh, it was You got like a nose fun. ring and stuff? In it? Yeah, I have a nose ring. Yeah. I, I think I, ha- oh no, I don't know if my hair was short at the time. But uh, it's really funny, and I'm I'm proud of myself for that part. And Was that uh, just like a couple days? You did a couple days? It was that? just one day, yeah. and it was very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my So she's asking about there's a Duran Duran tribute album that I am on that actually came through Kylie Minogue. She got asked to be on it. And she, we'd been hanging out and she was like, do you want to do this song with me? So we recorded it in New York. And honestly, I'd never, I'd never heard the song before. The reflex. Yeah. 
Well, I know, I'm older than you. Yeah, so. and you were a Duran Duran fan yeah. too. I mean, I knew um, Hungry Like the Wolf. That was the yeah, only great. song I think I knew. Rio? Um, I think I'd heard Rio. It was just not my... Because oh, yeah. in 80s music, I was into like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and, you know, I was into metal and hard rock and stuff. But but I, I, I got into it. Because you were 10. Yeah, I was 10 years old. If you were older, you would have yeah, been into New Wave. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we recorded it over a few days with this guy Pete Nichelle in... New York City, just on like the Bowery and West Broadway. He had a little studio called Duotone. And it was really cool. I mean, it was one of those things that, I mean, probably it's interesting. She's asking about both these projects because there's something cool about, as artists, so many of the projects that we get involved in are very demanding of like you want it, you know, you give a lot to whether it's a TV show or a film or something or yeah. an album and these little projects where you get to sort of have diversions from your main, you know, career or whatever. Is yeah. Really exciting. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tribute albums are not in the canon. I like your covers of, you covered um, Against Me. Oh, yeah. Well, that I covered the whole album. Those kind of things are fun. Yeah. And you did a whole 90s cover album that's so good. Yeah. Quarter Century Classics. Quarter Century Classics. It sort of really went under the radar, like a lot of your work and my work. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Under the Radar is the place to be. I mean, not all, not all your work's under the radar. No, it's true. But I mean, a lot of good work. So I guess there's a lot of stuff that I understand that's under the radar for me, but... I know, I get quite that, torn. That I'm, album should, not shouldn't have been, but, you know, some stuff I'm like, yeah, I get it, whatever. It's like, there's a couple of amazing songs, and then I guess it wasn't the timing of blah, 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 but that album, I really... I go through, I vacillate in terms of my moral stance on what work becomes successful. Like sometimes I think, often I truly believe that great work gets through. Sure, yeah. And I think it always does to some degree. But other times I just feel like there's no connection between what's popular and what's good. Yeah, and then there's like the timing of things that, whatever, circle back and all of that. And then, yeah, there's no, there's, there is rhyme and reason and there is no rhyme and reason True. at the same time. True, True that. I was thinking about my dad the other day, just how beautiful his music. Oh, yeah, your dad's got a new record out. Yeah. Called, what is it called? Ge- Ge- Galea? Ron Galea? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called like, ge- it's like a Gaelic. Yes. It's a Gaelic word. Yeah, ge- yeah, yeah. Ge- Gaela or Gaela or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, and it's got Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd and Nigel Kennedy, the violinist on it. I was trying to hook him up with some Aussie press for it. How did that so, work out? I think a couple of people, I put up on Twitter, I said, hey, do any Aussie music journalists want to interview my father-in-law, Donovan? And do they? Yeah, yeah Russell, re- Russell Crowe retweeted <gasps> it. So it had a, like quite a lot Aww. of people saw it and people are, uh, I've hooked him up with a couple different people who are really excited to interview him. Oh, good. So he's, he's a fun interview. Yeah, you just kind of let him go, don't yeah. you? you just, he'll, he'll talk. Yeah. 
And he's learned. Is that a yeah. word? Yeah, absolutely. He's remember we saw we had a Peruvian shaman here called Doña Maria, and your dad came to see her, and she saw him and she said, "Ancient man." Right, ancient like, man. Right? He ancient? liked it, right? Ancient oh, and uh, we had a fight. Well, you, wait, who? was that the, you and I? We did. You and I. Um, was that over? Oh, this was. There was like a psychic. No, no, no. That was right at the beginning of our relationship. No, no. Another type of psychic fight. We've had a couple. We did? There was someone in the bedroom, and I did one reading, and then I did that thing where, I don't know if they were like doing tarot or something, and they were like, do you want one more, or do you want me to say one more thing? Who was it? And I was like, okay. And the first reading was chill, because I'm always terrified of readings. I I used to be, I don't know, I don't even know. I'm turned off to the whole thing, except if I'm throwing tarot cards around, I don't mind. But throw them, baby, throw them. I like to throw them myself. But um, yeah, I'm like not into it anymore. But uh, and then it was like a bad reading. What I think of as bad, you would say nothing's bad. It's just like learning. But I always get really nervous for someone who doesn't believe. It's like they're telling me a diagnosis. So I like wholeheartedly start believing. And Do then you think we you've had gotten a fight. more anxious? As you've gotten older, or are you just getting more honest about your anxiety? I don't know. It's it's more, I don't know. I mean, I probably, why do you say, think that sounds anxious back then? Yeah. Well, you're talking about anxiety over a tarot card reading. <laughs> well, like, because you're also, I'm just competitive with you. And you always have like a nice, you had a really nice one. But now I, whatever. I get, I get real special boy ratings. You really you. do. But I'm also, like, I'm still competitive with you, but now I'm to the point where, like, we're a team, and if you're doing well, I'm doing well. I feel the same. Yeah, well, you probably always did because you're nice and normal. No, but sometimes I feel like if you go to, if I can't go to something, like a dinner or a friends or a party or something, and you go, I feel like, ah, I get, I got the benefit of it. You went. I get the good vibes. You came back. It's like, I don't need to do everything as long as one of us gets to. Oh, that's cool. That's how I feel about funk. Because oh. you know so much about funk that I feel like I've I you don't inherit need to learn. some of it. Right. I don't. I don't. It's like we, we've got funk covered as a as a group. You know right. what I mean? Like collectively, we know a lot about funk music. Whether I personally in my department understand it, but it is not well, as important. Well, if you were under the um, anywhere near Mario Caldado, mm-hmm. producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> I know you are. I'm just telling <laughs> the beautiful babies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was, it was just, and I'm sure there were other people around, but you would have, and yeah, Adam Horvitz. And I'm reading this book about Jay Diller, the producer who did a lot of I mean, the, I'm, what I was saying before is they, they, not that they taught me, look at me saying men taught me. I probably would have. Men can teach you. I know, but you know, I probably could have, I probably picked it up myself too. Yeah, but the, the, your point was not that you like went up to random men asking them about no, funk. I'm You're talking about record that, producers that are know, obsessed with funk. Why I wouldn't know, you? But I just, I guess I feel sad that. But if I say you've taught I'm me not, a lot about know, well, old movies cool. or architecture, yeah. something to do with you being a woman, it's just no, to do with I know. you know I'm about just, them. That's true. I guess I was just seeing myself like, but I've learned, um, I have my, some of my biggest mentors are women, of course. Right. Yeah. In yeah. funk? Maybe if I thought about it hard enough, but maybe not. Maybe in <laughs> how many funk mentors do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I need many. You have this whole secret world of funk teachers that you go and see that I, I don't know anything about. <laughs> Your funk mentors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm reading about Jay Diller, 
who I, this is, it's like I'm starting to talk about this knowing it's going to bore you and 95% of the okay, people listening. Well, but let me give very, very, very right. brief. Very brief because it is interesting. Yes. So he was the first guy to play drum machine samplers, like MPCs. Yeah. You know, um, and to create basically imperfect rhythms that there was tension oh, right. in. I like that. That, that o- were almost like, it would be like you'd have the hi-hat being really steady and then the kick and snare off the beat, like right. either early well, or like late. Well, like when or- live players like Thelonious Monk or whomever, they play like the flavor, a little not syncopated, but he did it digitally. Exactly. But what's interesting about it is he actually started doing things that live drummers couldn't do because he'd be putting each of the drums this with This is when slightly- AI takes over. <laughs> in, with, with, so people like Questlove yeah. started learning to play right. the way Jay Diller was programming okay. beats. So yeah. it's super interesting. Well, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I used to I used to drum along to the Jungle Brothers. Yeah, but that's not. But yeah, so you're saying that they it can do what a live person couldn't, but but how? I mean, it, it's not in time or it's sort Well, because of got- there's sort of the elements would be fighting each other. Like right, the right, hi-hat, right. Okay. like normally if you have one person playing a hi-hat, a snare and a kick. Would Fred three- Armisen be able to do that? <laughs> <laughs> he could probably imitate it. His yeah. drum things are amazing. But yeah. but yeah, so anyway, it's just interesting. So this book is called, I think, Dilla Time, the record producer who reinvented rhythm and highly recommended. I bet. It's I very love cool. That. And there's source material that you can open the website and it plays a YouTube link of each of the songs mentioned. Oh, that's So it's been great. really cool. Really cool. That's learning so about good. It. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what was the book you just read? You read a really interesting book. Yeah. My cousin Maria Schneider by Vanessa Schneider about, she's the famous French actress who is in, uh, you know, Last Tango in Paris and got terrible press for or, or good press but people just became obsessed with was scandalous right sexually like, yeah, yeah the film and and she so this book is just really well written and molly ringwald translated it from french and so molly ringwald is like a super smart yeah, she's academic always, literary yeah she's learned french and she's a great singer too like she's oh, really yeah. quite talented isn't totally. she like so many areas she wrote a book that i loved um, a novel, and she's a great. So she's a great novelist. I mean, and she translated this. Yeah. I think translating a book is. I know it's fascinating. And it's like, really well. I mean, I love the writing. So I'm curious when you translate. Obviously, you make it as close to the voice of the writer, but it's really good. It's like a great sort of a short read, but I couldn't put it down. Amazing. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just also as an actress in the in the industry, the relationship with male directors, and you know, just very interesting to because I sort of feel like I'm unscathed, like I just unscathed, and not that much like bad stuff happened to me. But then when you read, you just live in a state of emergency. Yeah, but I'm okay, everybody. I'm okay. You really are okay. I am. I'm okay. You're okay. But yeah, no, seriously. But it's a good book, and amazing. uh, And it's called my. It's called Cousin Maria Schneider. My Cousin Maria Schneider. Yeah. Anything else you want to Schneider, talk about before that we... Schneider, that sounds German. I think it is. Yeah, Schneider. One of the guys in Craftwork, uh, I think it was called Schneider. I love Craftwork. Love Craftwork. But you're not a big... I don't know why I lumped Gary Newman into that scene. I guess because it's... Gary Newman, I think, was pretty influenced by Craftwork, wasn't he? Yeah, you're more of a Craftwork fan than Gary Newman. But yeah. I find Gary Newman yeah. very moving. 
I, I like Gary Newman. Just craft work, I... They're like above and beyond. Like, my brother did a whole, with um, Courtney Taylor Taylor, a whole sort of... Comic book. Comic book. Yeah. And they keep, over the years, every few years, try to develop this about the Binhauser <laughs> troop. <laughs> what are they called? What? There's a political group. Oh. The Windhauser, no, I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I was hoping if I open, hoping, hoping if I open my mouth, it would come out. Uh, text your funk mentors. Let's get a clarification. See, they'll know. They did sample craft work. Uh, well, craft rap. Work? Yeah. Oh, they were sampled a yeah. ton. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of early like fab. Five, I mean, five, I, funk know, didn't sap, but funk and whatever craft work with genres that like. Early yeah. electronic music. Was sampled. Yeah. We used to have sample albums. You know, you get the albums with the beats on them. Yeah. You know, and that's what one day when I said, I've got a song in me. And I, he said, well, go in the bedroom and open this. What is it? I gave you a little Final keyboard. I gave, no, no, no. Garage band. <laughs> garage I gave band. you a little, I gave you a little keyboard. I was like, here, you can make some beats and put sounds on it, whatever. And, and you like said, an hour and you later. Said, you said, but can I have a microphone? <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You're like, you know, if I want to rap, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I like. This. See, this is huh? this is the secret world of funk mentoring that has like you. I don't you want to express it. I thought it was gonna happen, and then I was very grumpy because it, it could still. You got, I know. I only give myself one chance. It's very me. Like if I I do something once, and then I'm like, that's that's my one chance. Yeah. I saw our neighbor jogging Cam. Oh, I saw her jogging on Mulholland. Oh, she jogs all the time and she's, I love this neighbor. Yeah, we have a lot great. of younger, vibrant. We're becoming like the old, like the. The, the old heads. The old heads in the neighborhood. But kids want to take us around. We're constantly being invited around. Are we just like chaperoning them? Or? Yeah, maybe we are. Maybe we're they chaperoning. They must like us because yeah. we're not giving them much but <laughs> our personalities. I mean, you know what I mean? You can go a long way on We're child. not like, um, uh, you know, sugar mom and dad. We're not like paying for everything. But we're they, available they as like sugar us. mommies and daddies. <laughs> they still like us. But Cam, our younger neighbor, whatever. She's not that young. I, mean, she's I know, but I mean. Yeah, she's, she's, I just think, wow, I want to jog around. You should do it. Can you start? That would be, I, I just really, think that would my be. My dream is Pilates. I want, I love Pilates. I would love a full reformer in the house and a trainer three days a week, but not happening. Total Howard Stern vibes. Yep. Yeah, just in my own space. Never leaving the suburbs. Anyway, if you have a question for us, you can send us a voice note to weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. I have two shows coming up, LA, January 17th, New York, January 19th. You can buy tickets through my website, link through my socials. Me? Anything else? You? You, my love? You? I'm doing a lot behind the scenes. You are doing a lot behind behind the the scenes. You're working on a big project that we are not at liberty to discuss yet. I'm not going to say it yet but yeah and we go we started a new little project today that's very exciting oh yes can, in the new year we can get stuck into yeah we're in the middle of the hanukkah week and is it a week yeah yeah eight days eight, eight, eight crazy days nights a, eight days a week yeah i'm gonna leave you with a remix i did kira peru put her stems up for this song talk with me her single up on soundcloud and she said anyone want to remix it and i said yep i do and i downloaded them i made this and i made it sound like my vibe i was going for was uh disco interpol Ooh. so uh enjoy this is talk with me and uh we love you beautiful babies
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.